This is BayCare Health Chat, another podcast from BayCare Health System. Here's Melanie Cole. Welcome to BayCare Health Chat. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're discussing sunscreens, SPF, and how much do you really need? Joining me is Nathan Moore. He's a certified family nurse practitioner with BayCare Medical Group. Nathan, it's a pleasure to have you with us today. Start by telling us about UVA and UVB rays. What do they do to our skin? What's the difference? Explain a little bit for us. So UVA and UVB are the two types of harmful radiation that come from the sun. So they damage the skin, can lead to burns, inflammation, wrinkles, and can also cause skin cancer as well. So it's important to protect yourself from these harmful rays with, with sunscreens. So then tell us about sunscreen. What is the term SPF? What do those letters mean? SPF stands for sun protection factor. It's a measure of a sunscreen's ability to protect against the sun. So it's important when you think about SPF is that it involves the protection against UVB rays primarily. So a person wearing an SPF of 30 is being exposed to 30 times less of the harmful UVB rays than someone who's not wearing any sunscreen at all. So it's a pretty major difference in that SPF of 30 is blocking about 97% of those harmful UVB rays from your skin. So it's very important to have that good high level of protection when you're out in the sun. So then let's talk about the types of sunscreen because we see everything from 4 all the way up to 70. Are those higher numbers really better? How do we know which one to pick? So again, that's a great question because when you go to the store, you see all these different choices and what's a good safe choice? So the American Academy of Dermatology recommends that use an SPF of 30 or higher. So it's very important to make that choice of 30 or higher. And they also recommend two other components to be included, that the sunscreen is listed as broad spectrum, meaning that it covers both UVA and UVB rays. So again, like we said, SPF is just measuring the UVB protection, but it's important that you be protected from the UVA rays as well. So make sure it says broad spectrum, And it's also recommended that water resistant as well to help to prolong that coverage, especially hot summer days, you're sweating. It's important to have a sunscreen that's going to be effective in those conditions. Let's talk about the ways to properly use sunscreen. And as a mother, when my kids were little, I remember chasing them around with the spray, trying to get them from wiggling out while you put on sunscreen. So first tell us, do you have a preference of spray versus cream? And how often should we be reapplying sunscreen? Either one is effective. Whatever one you will use regularly is a good effective choice. For me personally, I like the rub-on sunscreen, so the creams, the lotions. With the sprays, you really need to be careful with uh, not inhaling any of the spray sunscreen. That can, can have damaging effects. In general, there are two main types of sunscreens. There's what are called physical sunscreens and chemical sunscreens. So Actually, in my home, we use both type products. The chemical sunscreens protect against the radiation. They do like a, absorb it like a sponge, while the physical sunscreens that we're seeing kind of more and more of lately in the last few years work as more of like a shield to deflect and scatter the radiation away. Those tend to not rub in as well. So again, like talking about with your children, with young children, a lot of the those physical barriers tend to be the, the product of choice. So those tend to leave a little bit of a white residue on the skin and And honestly, right now I have a young child as well. So most of our sunscreens are those physical sunscreens. So if she's squirming around and I'm putting it on myself, I try to get whatever I can get on her. And that's just sort of 
how things work, you do the best you can. But again, so those are the two main types of those, the physical sunscreens, like zinc oxide, titanium dioxide that you're seeing that back a few decades ago were, they didn't really rub in much. I'm sure you remember the old advertisements where just like people had them on their nose and it was just not rubbed in at all. But now with recent technology, they've become much more user-friendly. There's still a little bit of a residue, but it's a much more acceptable outcome cosmetically. What about babies, Nathan? Do we put sunscreen on babies or is it best to use clothing or just keep them out of the sun altogether? What do we do? For babies six months and younger, it's recommended that they be out of the sun altogether. After they reach that six-month point, again, it's good to still try to find shade, use protective clothing, hats, but when needed, it is recommended that use one of those physical sunscreens because they tend to be absorbed less, so there's less potential for irritation of the skin. And again, same rule with the SPF, 30 or higher. Well, thank you for that. I know people have a lot of questions about sunscreen. Does sunscreen ever expire? The FDA requires that a sunscreen maintains its SPF for three years. So if there's not an actual expiration date listed on the sunscreen, they recommend just writing it on with marker like the day when you opened it and trying to adhere to that. So, But one of the bigger concerns is that people today aren't using enough sunscreen when they do apply. So if you're applying property, which tends to be about, for an adult, like one ounce per application, hopefully the bottle is not pushing the limits of that expiration date. So if we're out there playing on the beach or at a pool or something, how often do we reapply? Every time we get out of the water, or does it last for a few hours, even if it's the water-resistant kind? Kind of give us a nice little breakdown on how often we should be applying sunscreen. Yeah, that's a great question because there's a lot of you know gray area with activity, what's sweaty, what's wet, that sort of thing. So just while outdoors wearing sunscreen, the general recommendation is that you reapply every two hours. And again, with those Water resistance. The water resistant label means that the sunscreen should maintain its SPF for 40 minutes of that activity, whether you're sweating, swimming. And if it's labeled very water resistant, that's supposed to maintain its SPF for 80 minutes. The idea is that if you do go swimming, you get out of the water, once you dry off, is to reapply. That can get, I'm sure, exhausting, but that is the intention that that exposure in the water does affect the coverage on your skin and recommended that you do reapply. Well, this is such important information. Nathan, as we wrap up, I'd like you to summarize again what we should look for when we're buying sunscreen, what you want us to be looking for on the labels, and if we missed a spot or didn't reapply like we were supposed to when we get sunburned, or our kids do, you're a nurse practitioner, if you would just give us a little first aid for sunburn as you wrap up for us. The big takeaway point for what to look for when buying a sunscreen is that you want an SPF of 30 or higher, you want it to be broad spectrum coverage that covers both UVA and UVB rays. You want it to be labeled as water resistant as well. For those instances, when you do get a sunburn, it's important to obviously avoid any further exposure to the sun, keep moisture on the area. There are plenty of over-the-counter moisturizers. And if it is a, a severe burn, if there's any blistering, try to leave the blisters alone and probably be helpful to contact your healthcare provider as well. Just let them know just to see if there's any follow-up needed, just to make sure there's no complications that result from the burn. It is important just to make a habit of sunscreen use. The more often you use it, the you know, less chance you're going to get burned. And so it, it is important just to get in the habit of using sunscreen regularly, use it as directed. And this can really be a big benefit, especially now as we're seeing all of the harmful effects that sun damage can cause with 
premature aging of the skin, and just more importantly, all, all the different types of skin cancer that have been tied to, to sun exposure. So start these healthy habits as, as, as early as you can and, and try to maintain them. Thank you so much, Nathan, for joining us today. To learn more about BayCare's primary care services, please visit baycare.org. That concludes this episode of BayCare Health Chat. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other BayCare podcasts. For more health tips and updates, follow us on your social channels. I'm Melanie Cole.